Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select... Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor from Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker from the University of Connecticut. We're back with From the Rafters, presented by Benetton USA and Parquet Press. Uh, Sam and I are back on a Wednesday this time. And uh, I figured last time went pretty well with me starting off with more of a fun question instead of diving right into basketball. So I'm going to do that again. Sam, what's your favorite cereal? That's the question this week. Ooh, my favorite cereal. That's tough because it changes, I feel like. Mine changes Uh, a lot. I like. See, like right now, I'll eat a lot of Rice Krispies at work. I don't like having cereal in the house because we have cereal in the house, and like we put it in the pantry, and then you pour yourself cereal, and then you see bugs in it. So I really don't eat a lot of cereal at home. Okay. But when I do eat cereal, it's at work. I have Rice Krispies and also Cinnamon Toast Crunch is fire, and also uh, Lucky Charms is also fire. Mm, Lucky Charms is going to be my go-to. That's what I usually eat at school. When I'm home, it's so I like, like terrible for you. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's awful for you. That's why <laughs> I eat really... Rice Krispies because Rice Krispies are like aren't really that like you know garbage for you. Like, no, yeah, I, yeah. I got innovative I at work. I would put chocolate chips and marshmallows in the cereal. Fun fact: uh, chocolate chips go down to the bottom and marshmallows float. So you eat all the chocolate chips last. Interesting, interesting. I like Cocoa Krispies too. Also not good for you, but also very, very good. So I'm a big fan of those. I'm trying to think of like a healthy cereal that I like. There's not many healthy cereals. You like out there, Cheerios? Honestly. No, I don't like Cheerios. People, this is my thing. Really like do you Cheerios. eat plain Cheerios? How do you eat plain Cheerios? It just tastes like cardboard to me. There's like nothing. You know there are on people it. that like eat cereal without milk, right? Like that's the that's real fucking crazy so shit. So weird. Like I don't get it. Like Imagine sometimes eating cereal they, without milk and like they, hate. It. There's some dude I work with, like. We, I work with two brothers, and like one of the brothers yeah. was like, Yo, you know, like Marcus doesn't like to eat cereal, like with milk. And I was like, what? What? What the? Heck? Like maybe when I was like five, I'd carry it around in a baggie when I was at preschool, but like not, not as an adult human being, like functioning in society. I'm not going to eat cereal without milk. Like that's just milk's some, the best part. Exactly. What cereal you, you have? You down that at milk the end. Oh yeah, exactly. I just I don't know, man. I just thought that would be an interesting question. I used to like Reese's Puffs a lot and Cocoa Puffs, but then I Reese's ate them so Puffs much. Reese's Puffs are fire, too. Yeah. That's a like, good one. Actually. I used to eat Cocoa Puffs every day at school, like at college, and then I ate them so much that I just got completely sick of them and I can't eat them anymore. That's like, true. I just cannot. Uh, I don't know. But, yeah, no, I'd have to say Lucky Charms are good, and then Cocoa Krispies are also banging. 
Frosted Flakes are always a classic, too. I like Frosted Flakes. but My parents never really let me have Frosted Flakes. Really? Yeah, so I kind of don't know what Frosted Flakes are like. My parents... Too much sugar on them. My mom was never too strict with... Uh, my parents were never too strict with, like, cereal. My parents didn't let me watch a lot of TV shows, though. Like, that was a big thing. Like, really? I wasn't allowed to... I wasn't allowed to watch Spongebob, yeah. I was Why? Deprived. I don't know. They just thought it was stupid, which I mean fair because it's kind of stupid. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, I remember from... I couldn't watch Family Guy. That's fair, though. I feel like that's a fair yeah. restriction. I, I remember like when on... I was like in high school, like I started watching it, and I was like, I hope they don't catch me. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like... Because <laughs> like, I was obviously old enough then, but like I didn't really know. Like The ban was never lifted, so I didn't yeah. know. You know, I was a little nervous. No, for sure. Like, one thing I do remember is when I was, like, 13 or something. Not 13, maybe younger. Like, 11, 10, 12, around that age, you know? They traded me SpongeBob, and then they told me I wasn't allowed to watch Hannah Montana because Hannah Montana started kissing boys, and they didn't want me and my, like, sister and brother watching that. So they le- let us watch SpongeBob, or we just had to stop watching. your sister start kissing each other? That's what I thought you were going to say. No, I don't think anybody wants that, though. That's kind of gross. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. Uh, no, they just didn't want us watching that. So they let us start watching SpongeBob when we were, like, 12. And we thought it was the coolest shit because we were like, oh, my God, we can finally watch SpongeBob. We're like, we're part of the cool kids club now. But then it just, I mean, SpongeBob like being, cool. like, second grade, everyone would talk about SpongeBob. Like, I can't imagine, like, not being able to, oh, like, yeah. see that. I was just... It was banned in the Simone household. It was just not allowed to watch SpongeBob. What else was stupid? Uh, I couldn't play Xbox during the week or PlayStation when I was mm-hmm. younger. I had PlayStation. Yeah. When I, I had know. school, I could not play it. I yeah. remember my first like day of college, like I was playing it. My mom, my dad was like, "What do you think you're doing?" I was like, uh, "I'm not in school anymore." <laughs> Ever since Got I play it. Xbox whenever I want. I think I. I didn't really have an Xbox. I can't remember when I got my first one. I had a GameCube for a while. I had a GameCube and then my Game Boys, and then I finally got an Xbox, but I can't remember exactly when, but there were definitely a lot of restrictions on it. I remember, like, once I got to high school, like, late high school, I think sophomore year, junior, senior, something like that, I was just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to test the waters here and start playing it more, and I mean, eventually it was fine, but yeah, no, there was definitely rules like that for me, too. My parents uh, were like, kind of strict, but like, not yeah. really. Like they were strict with certain things, but not strict with other things. Like they don't. Mm-hmm. I never really had a curfew or. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like Same here. I feel like when I was younger, they were a lot more strict. But since I listened to those rules and didn't really try to like break them or disrespect them too much, I have more freedom like now. And as I got yeah. older, do you know what I'm saying? I have a lot of Which trust. Like, I never lie to my parents. Exactly. Just because it's that's, not worth it to me. Facts, dude. I was having this conversation with my buddy the other day. Like, what is the upside in lying or like breaking the rules with your parents? Like, there's no upside. You get what enjoyment for 20 minutes, and then you have trust issues with them for like the next years. Like, just who cares? Like, just listen to the rules, and then you'll have so much, like, infinitely more freedom forever. And like, they'll trust you so much more, and you can just you can't do whatever you want, obviously. But like you said, you can just. Basically, People listening to this are right right now are like, wow, these kids are fucking tools. <laughs> uh, speaking of listening to this, I guess we can get into this all day now. We've kind of gone on enough of a tangent. Uh, yeah. Something I wanted to ask you. What do you think about Kemba's knee? 
Do you think it's going to be a big issue or do you think it's going to be fine? I don't think it's going to be as much of a problem as everyone's mm-hmm. making it out to be. I think everybody just wants them to be safe with it and make sure he is healthy, which obviously that's what you want. So, I mean, they're doing what they can. Word on the street is he's not going to play Friday in the scrimmage, which is fine. They just want him to be healthy when they need him, which is absolutely fine. But, it, I mean, it, I guess yeah. if you want to take the other angle, it is kind of concerning that, like, what has it been, three months, four months, and that was a problem before the break, and it's still kind of a problem? That's that's a little concerning, mm-hmm. I guess. But I, I just think I just think they don't want to re-irritate it, at, at the very least. Exactly. I, I everything wrote, I've um, seen is him saying his knee is fine. Yeah, I feel like he'll be okay. I don't think it's going to be that big of an issue. I wrote an article for the Celtics Journal about this, and uh, – I said that I feel like since there's nothing else to talk about lately, since there's no actual basketball, everyone just takes any story they can get and blows it up to to the point where it's just overwhelming everybody's news feeds, and that's all anybody can talk about. And I think that's what's happening with Kemba's knee. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah, nothing else like to talk about. So everyone's panicking. Exactly. It's like the food. Like, who actually cares? And this is just like, oh, Kemba's knee might be hurt, and now everyone's panicking about it because there's nothing else to talk about. And fun fact, I don't know if you knew this, Kemba has had three surgeries on that one knee throughout his career. The only reason everyone thinks that, like, oh, he's this uninjured, like, durable player is because for the past, like, since 2017, he was. But, like, 2014, 2017, he had three surgeries on his left knee. So it's not like it's not like it's just some new thing that only happened in Boston. He's, like, re-irritating a previous injury that happened three times. He tore his meniscus. So... Uh, it, that comforts me rather than scares me because I feel like he's played through it before. You. I didn't know that. Because now I'm like, well, that's kind of concerning that he's no, having no, no, problems no. with the same knee. Well, because my thing is, my thing is this: yes, he injured that knee before, but did you ever see anything about Kemba like playing poorly because of an injury? No, you know Kemba as a super durable, super consistent NBA player, like consistently good because he played through it, because he had to play through it, because he's in Charlotte where he played with, what, Nick Batum? Yeah, Nick Batum's going to win you basketball games. The only reason that he's taking his time in Boston is because he has Jason Tatum, an all-star, Jalen Brown, and Gordon Hayward to back him up. You know what I mean? So he can take his time, and the Celtics will still be able to win games. So the only reason Kemba Walker isn't back already, in my opinion, is because he doesn't have to be. Like, Kemba Walker, I think, is just fine. But he just wants to take his time to get back so he know he can be fully healthy. He showed that he can play through this before. He played through it in 2019. Like, yeah, the injury was a year ago, like at that point. But he was an all-NBA caliber player who had gone through three knee surgeries. So that shows me rather than, oh, he's had an injury on this knee before. Let's be nervous. It shows me that, oh, he can play through this. He just doesn't have to in Boston. So I think that means he'll be fine because we know him as this durable player. And now now that we know he's had three injuries, uh, that just like adds to it. Like, oh, he really is just this durable player because he's played through all of that. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. That's just my, that's just my point of view. I mean, yeah, it makes more sense now you say it like that. But still, I don't know. I mean, like you say, it's never been a real problem before. So hopefully it's not a real problem now. But... I remember people didn't think Kyrie's knee was going to be a problem, and then he had that surgery on it. Kyrie? You know? Kyrie's knee or Isaiah Thomas's knee? I know Isaiah Thomas was hurt. But... Kyrie. When he when he first, 2018, when like they first uh, were saying like he was going to be out, like they thought he'd be back for the playoffs, oh, and then they announced yes, he was yes, going to yes. have surgery. I remember that now, yeah. 
God, Kyrie is just so long ago. I kind of like blocked all those memories. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. This is just like another spur of the moment random question. What did you think of the Kyrie trade like when it happened? I was pissed. Really? Oh, I was so pissed. Man. Because we didn't I, know I, how serious Isaiah's problem was going to be. We thought he was going to be fine. Obviously, people still really like Isaiah, including yeah. me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, from a basketball standpoint, it worked out. You know, like they got somebody that was healthy enough to play, and Isaiah unfortunately wasn't. But uh huh, for sure. You know, I wish he had been. I wish yeah. they had kept him, and he could have played. Yeah. No. Me too. I was pissed. I, the day before, I had gone to the Nike outlet and got myself a pair of Isaiah Thomas shoes, like all in green, all in everything. And then, you know, we know what happened next. <laughs> it was kind of cool it to was, still have them, though. Yeah, no, I, I have no idea where they are. I bet my mom threw them out at this point, so it's, that's frustrating. But I was just upset that, like, I had just gotten the shoes, and I was obviously everyone in Boston was a huge Isaiah Thomas fan, and then we just shipped him off like nothing. I still remember the video. Did you see the video of him, like, getting the call about the trade? Yeah, he was not so, happy. So sad to me. Oh, not as sad as Derrick Rose getting traded, though. Have you seen that video? Um, I think I've seen, like, part of it. I don't remember. Oh, God. He's, like, Clearly, doing his Like the Isaiah one. Yeah, he's doing a shoot for Adidas, I think. Is he Adidas? Yes. Maybe he's – yeah, yeah, he's Adidas. He's doing yeah, a shoot for him or something. And then he gets a call, and his agent's like, yeah, you've been traded to the Knicks. And he's, like, crying. He's like, why, man? Like, what did I do? Like, I'm just getting back. And he's like, uh, that, you know how it be. Like, try to compose yourself. You're okay. He's like, bro, but, like, Chicago. Like, he's, like, so upset because obviously he's from Chicago. So right. he was just, like, crying, and it was just – and if you're an NBA fan, I feel like you can't hate on D Rose because of everything he's gone through. And he's such a nice dude, so it was just like, just like, Damn. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone has a problem with him, to be honest. He's one of the few NBA players I feel like no one can really hate. How many of those can you name, though? How many NBA players does no one hate? Can you think of any more? Uh, I feel like Dirk. Yeah, no one hates Dirk. Um, there's not many. People huh. like Shaq. Yeah, a lot of people like Shaq, but I also feel like people can hate Shaq really easily. Like if you were going against him for all those years, you definitely hated Shaq. Well, uh, mm. Stephen Adams. I mean, completely random player, but who who hates Stephen Adams? Like, <laughs> they have to be like a certain like level, I guess. Yeah, you know what I mean, like they have to be like a superstar for them to yeah. make the cut. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's hard. I feel like a lot of people are hated. Like even Michael Jordan, hated yeah. by everybody. LeBron obviously is hated by a lot of people, including me, <laughs> including you. Um, that's tough. Yeah, I no, guess, I can't think of anybody. I mean, right now you could say Kobe. Yeah, no one can hate Kobe right now. But obviously, I mean, yeah, no, that's a good one. No one hates Kobe. Uh, I feel like a lot of people don't like Luca. I mean, don't hate Luca, but then yeah. I feel like they could hate Luca uh-huh. because like what I don't know. Do in the future? There probably are people that hate Luca. Mm-hmm. He's just a kid though. I feel like it's hard to hate young kids who just like yeah. enter the league. Like who hates a rookie? Like why are you hating on this nineteen year old kid who's playing basketball? 
I don't know. We can move on to the next Celtics topic if you want. I got a couple jotted down right here. Cool. Uh, something I had written down: the Celtics scrimmages. What do you What do you get to look for in those? Do you think Brad Stevens going to play everybody like a certain amount of minutes equally, or do you think he's going to treat it like an actual game? Uh, I feel like it'll be a mix. Okay. I think he might treat it like an actual game, or uh, it'll probably be like a preseason game actually. So you'll mm-hmm. see, you'll see just about everybody, which is what you want to see. I would say. I, yeah, I yeah. definitely would want to see as much as I can. I think seeing um, the young guys is really exciting right now, especially yeah. because I feel like the young guys are going to be like as far as all rookies go, they're going to have had more time to progress than the average rookie does. Obviously, since it's been over a year since they've been drafted now, <laughs> and. Yeah they've had that time to work and get better. So it's pretty exciting for me. I'd look for Romeo Langford to make an impact. I, I feel like mm-hmm. he's capable of doing that. There's been stories about him changing his jump shot, and he says it feels more fluid. So that is something you can certainly look for. Yeah, also, no. I, I, I'm excited to see both Edwards and Waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really want to see Tremont Waters because obviously he won G League Rookie of the Year. So I want to see if that can translate to actual NBA games. And obviously these are still scrimmages, but they're much closer to the talent he's going to be playing uh, in real games and like the pace and everything. Yeah. Uh, I agree with what you said. I think Brad Stevens will kind of treat it like a mix because obviously it's the first taste of real basketball these guys are going to have in over three months. So I don't think he wants to completely dumb it down to like, I think preseason was a good comparison. I don't think he wants to dump it down to like an actual scrimmage. I think every team is going to kind of want to get their legs under them, so to say, so they can, you know, have a chance at, well, I guess the Celtics and the Thunder are already in the playoffs, so they don't care as much about the eight uh, seeding games, I guess is what we're calling them, uh, as much as like the Pelicans will, who I think we're also facing. So I think the Pelicans will go harder in the scrimmages just so they can prepare. Because it's like, it's like how hard we'll go against the Bucks and everything to prepare for the playoffs. They're going to go really hard in scrimmage to prepare for the eight seeding games because they need those games. But um, I, I think Brad Stevens will play the young guys uh, a decent amount because, if anything, I think he wants to use these scrimmage games and the eight play-in games as a way to kind of iron out the bench a little bit because obviously he had the regular season, but I feel like you still need to check and see where everyone's at at this point because it's been months. So yeah, you can't it's, just assume. It's yeah. kind of a new season, aside yeah, from exactly. the stats and everything carrying over. There's been an off season in between. Same amount exactly. of time about. So literally, you you got to see. I, I'm glad they're having scrimmages on top of the playoff, uh, the play in games, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call them, the, yeah, the yeah. seeding games. Just because I think it's important to have everybody up to full speed for the playoffs, to make it as legit, if you will, as you can. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. So on top of that, what – like Brad Stevens obviously likes playing rookies. We had, what, seven rookies on the roster this season? Like it was an absurd amount when you think about it. What true rookies – so like you can discount Javante Green and Vincent Poirier from this. Like I'm talking Taco, Romeo, Grant, uh, Carson, and Tremont. Which one of them, uh, that group of people – 
do you see stepping up and actually like taking a step forward, if any? Like, do you see any of those guys taking a big step forward during this like scrimmage and eight playing game time, or do you think they'll still be at the same level? Okay, here's the thing. There's two different answers for me. The person okay. I think that will make the biggest impact and will be the most uh, effective is Grant Williams, just because he's been doing it all year. He's got the playing time kind of under his belt already. He's got the yeah. maturity. person I think that has the most potential to be an impact player is Romeo. Okay. I think he could be a potentially the offense off the bench that people have been clamoring for. He can create his own shot. He can get to the basket, things like that. Yeah. Sorry. I, I mean, that means... No, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's why I, I sound like I was about to cry at the end of my uh, statement. <laughs> Um, I feel like Romeo Langford could be a big, I guess, piece to the puzzle if he can get his shot down because he's already a decent defender, decent at attacking the rim. If he can just get his shot more consistent, then he will be able to help kind of plug into that Celtics bench and be the shooting that I think the Celtics kind of desperately miss off the bench. Um, I also really like Carson. The only reason I'm not talking about Tremont more is because I think I already assume he'll be pretty good because of how well he... I think he was already pretty good on the Celtics this season. Like, he obviously didn't shoot he was. most of it. He made impact he already, when he was on the floor, exactly. for sure. He's always a motor. They played but, Sacramento at the Garden, and he came on, and I think they were down in that game, and he kind of made an impact for them yeah. to climb back into it. Yeah, no, and I think Carson Edwards specifically, though, I saw these articles about, like, oh, all these players are going to play so much better because there's no stage fright. And I'm like, Carson Edwards needs that. He needs the pressure off. He just needs to be able to go out there and get buckets. And so I think low-key, he could be a pretty good, impactful player uh, when the Celtics I'm not sure if stage fright is a good good excuse for Edwards because didn't he, like, pop off in the tournament last year? And that's one of the biggest stages in basketball. So I don't don't know how good of an excuse that is for him. Stage fright's not the best word. I think the pressure just got to People are still going to be watching these games just because there's people not at the games. Maybe you don't like when people like cheer or boo for you or against you, but uh-huh. like, you know, there's still going to people be plenty of people watching these games. Probably more. I don't know if it'd be more than average or not, just because of how little there is going on in the world right now. Maybe mm-hmm. people will be more inclined to watch. Yeah, that could certainly be a thing. I'm not positive though. There, I yeah, feel like no. there's definitely room for people to. Um, start watching. Yeah, no, I feel like the NBA will get a lot of viewers during this time. Also, did you see that there were no positive tests that came back in the recent? Yeah, it's awesome. That's crazy. And I think that's what you should expect, to be honest. They, yeah. They've got unlock. And really? Yeah. They're doing a great job. I think. They're doing it right. I mean, if there's nobody in there with the virus, then they, they shouldn't get it. No one's going in and out of the bubble. Exactly. That's how it's supposed to work. It's working right to plan. From what I understand, I think all the players are, you know, they respect what they're trying to do, I think. From all the blogs I've seen and some interviews and things like that, people, sure, it's not the best, but they're, they're trying to make it work with what they've got. Yeah, they're doing a great job. I mean... Better than I think a lot of people expected. I feel like a lot of people thought this would blow up in their face and the NBA season would be canceled for sure. But it's looking like we're going to get a season, which is, I mean, amazing for guys like us and everybody who watches the NBA. 
Uh, you said you've been watching vlogs. Have you, who have you been watching? Matisse Thybul or anybody Matisse else? Matisse Thybul and JaVale McGee. Yeah. Troy Daniels put one out yesterday too. That was entertaining. But Matisse Thybul's are just so well edited. Like he's so good yeah. at it. Yeah. He's and such he a funny dude too. too. Yeah. yeah. I feel like JaVale McGee definitely doesn't. Yeah. Maybe. Poor guy. He probably does. And like everyone just thinks he's stupid. So we just say he doesn't do it. He's wearing a Red Sox hat in most of his vlogs though. Yeah, that's really strange to me. I don't know why. <laughs> be, be like that, a lot of so weird. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just like the logos on hats, and it's less about the team for them, like athletes. It's more about just like, oh, this logo looks cool. Like, especially if it's not their sport. Like, obviously, I don't think JaVale McGee would wear a Warriors hat around, but I feel like just since it's baseball, he's like, oh, yeah, I just like the colors. Brother Ron so, he, he won two championships with the Warriors. You can respect it. Maybe yeah. not right now he would, but, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he'd do it while he was on the Lakers. Uh, I don't know. But Matisse Tabel, I think it's also good or, like, more entertaining because he's around our age, so he knows the humor or he's more, like, yeah, at the same level of humor as we are, as right. like college kids, because he's what twenty three. Like he graduated college and went to the draft. So I don't know. He's just a funny dude. Uh, did you watch the one from yesterday? The vlog yeah. I put out yesterday. I dude, Kylo Quinn driving the golf cart on the green was the funniest shit. And just like picking up the like when he was driving back in the golf cart, picking up golf balls like from the range, like those weren't his. He was just picking up random golf balls that other people were hitting. <sighs> Kylo Quinn seems like just the team clown, and I love it. It was so funny. Uh, just the thought like of living in the bubble with all your teammates, like obviously it's not under the best conditions and you it's not ideal but the thought of like being there sounds like such a fun time like obviously being away from your family and like if you ignore all of the the bad about it you know what i'm saying like just the idea of being in disney world with your buddies being able to golf all the time and i mean obviously there's some restrictions but the theory of it sounds amusing if you know what i'm saying yeah for sure man um I don't understand. Like, I don't know. It just seems like it would be a lot of fun, to be honest with you. It's different when you have yeah. a family, I guess. Yes. Like, you don't want to be away from your family. But like I said numerous times before, there are worse places to be trapped than Disney World. Exactly. You see what Steven Adams said? That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's. <laughs> they right, asked him. He's like, we're not in Syria, guys. Like, we're yeah. in a resort. We're fine. <laughs> like, uh, I love when NBA players are just like, you guys are being idiots. Just we're fine. We're NBA players. Like we, we we're not we're not being tortured down here. We're 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 doing just fine. Right. Oh, man, I can't wait for there to be basketball back. There's a game at three today. Actually, it's the Clippers versus the Magic. So might not be close, but it'll be basketball. So I'm looking forward to it. I just can't wait for the Celtics. I just want to watch the Celtics again, and then I'll be happy. My life will be back back on track, if you know what I'm saying. There'll be something to talk about, finally. You're now listening to the Code Word of the Week. The Code Word for this week is Vince Carter, because he... Carried me to a game three win last night. He had <laughs> 31 points on 14 of 15 shooting. He was unreal. Wow. So Vince Carter, 
Be sure to DM us the code word on Twitter at BannertownJack or at Parquet Press for a chance to be entered in this week's giveaway. And now, back to From the Rap. Yeah, we won't be talking about stupid shit anymore. Yeah. I'm just running out of things to talk about, like, every three seconds trying to scramble. And we'll finally be able to talk about, even if it's, like, stupid shit from a game. Like, oh, Carson Edwards, like, missed two jump shots. Like, at least it'll be basketball. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to be food. I'm not going to talk right. about food anymore. Uh, I guess we can talk about this. Kevin Garnett, you see what he's doing? Yeah, he's going to buy, or he's trying to buy the Timberwolves. I feel like that'd be so sick. Kevin Garnett buys an NBA team. I saw something, it was like, if Kevin Garnett successfully purchases the Timberwolves, him and Mark Cuban are going to be battling for who gets fined the most as an owner. (laughs) Probably. Because, you know, he's going to be courtside the whole time, just trying to, like, get, be a part of the game way more than he should be as an owner. I also saw you tweeted this out. Actually, what did you tweet about his uh, his jersey? Yeah, number? they haven't retired his jersey yet, and like they better do it because then he's gonna have to retire his own jersey. <laughs> it should be retired a million percent. Like what? Yeah, he's Why the best he... thing that's ever happened to that franchise. They haven't retired his jersey yet. He won an MVP. And like, if he buys the team, then like it's gonna be really weird. People are gonna be like, he retired his own jersey. Literally, it's so whack that they haven't yet. I don't know. Minnesota has this thing where they just love to waste the talent of all of the centers they've ever had. It's just kind of hard like, because, like, nobody wants to go play there. So yeah. it's not so much that they're wasting the talent. It's just unfortunate because they can't really get them any help. Yeah, it's just a crazy trend. Like, Kevin Kevin Garnett, and then, then he left. Kevin Love, and then he left. Carl Anthony Towns, question mark. Like, Three elite centers. Obviously, Kevin Garnett's better, I would say, than the other two. But still, three elite centers, and none of them have been able to do anything in Minnesota. So, right, it's tough. It's it's a bad look as a franchise. But like you said, I'm not going to be eager to sign in Minnesota over like Miami or New York or even like Boston. So, I guess you can't completely blame them. Yeah, definitely not. Huh. Huh. Here's an interesting question for you. If you're like, I don't even know how to say this, a really rich NBA fan, you got tons and tons and tons of money and you want to start a new franchise, what franchise are you starting and where? Like, are you going to bring back the Sonics? Are you going to completely start in a new city? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? You have to bring back the Sonics. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree. But then, I don't know. I really don't like the idea of expansion. Really? Myself. Why not? I think it's so cool. I'd love it. I don't want to have to see teams give up players. I don't like that. I don't see, think that's think really that's, fair, per se. I think that's the most entertaining part, seeing what players they can protect. Like, if you're the yeah, Celtics, then, like, what, if you have what, a good team, like, you lose, like, you lose a significant piece to your team. I suppose. So you get to protect eight players, though. Like, every team protects eight players. So if you're the Celtics, who are you protecting? Eight. Kemba, Tatum, Brown, uh, Hayward, Smart, Tice. Two more. It's work. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, Grant Williams mm-hmm. and Romeo. Okay. So what about Time Lord? You leaving Time Lord up? Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. 
Maybe get rid of him and say Grant Williams, because I feel like people wouldn't take Grant Williams. Really? I feel like Grant Williams would be going. I don't know. It's tough, though. It's definitely hard. So I understand the dilemma, but I feel Maybe like you keep it, him Tice. I guess so, yeah, but Tice has been so good. I don't know. It'd be a hard decision to have to make for the Celtics. I think past Hayward, Tatum, Brown, Kemba, Smart, it'd be pretty hard. Like past those five. Picking the last Maybe three you don't would even be the most. Hayward. I don't know. He's pretty good. His contract, but his con- and he's, yeah, his contract, contract is- will be up. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah, I understand. You just have a little conversation. Yo, Hayward, once your contract's up, you can just resign right here. You're going to be gone for a year, but then you're going to be fine. Man, I don't know. I just don't know what else there's to talk about. I'm trying to think of random topics. Uh, let's see. Who do you think has the most to gain from these, like, eight playing games? Like, obviously, you have the, the Blazers team? the Pelicans. Like, yeah, yeah. Outside of, like, the Blazers and the Pelicans, you obviously have a playoff spot to gain. But, like, out of all of the current, like, teams who have secured a playoff spot, who do you think has the most to, like, gain? As in terms of, like, warming up or... Getting players. The Celtics have a lot. Okay. I think if they can get the second seed and play a really garbage team, it'll make it a lot easier for them. It's true. It's true. Um, Well, I mean, I guess you could say Toronto, the same boat. Yeah. Out west, I'm pretty sure there's all kinds of seeding that can happen. I don't really know the standings, but I'm pretty sure it's tight out there in the middle. It is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Mavericks haven't even technically clinched yet. The Mavericks could still miss the playoffs if they lose every game, <laughs> which is funny. Imagine if the Mavericks just completely blow it, lose every game, and miss the playoffs, and we have, like, the Blazers and the Pelicans in with the Grizzlies. Or, no, the Grizzlies and the Blazers or the Grizzlies and the Pelicans. But, I don't know. Have you seen the Pelicans schedule? There's a big controversy there. Didn't people say it's really easy? It is the easiest schedule, like, by far. Okay. And everyone's saying that Adam Silver is like, oh, Adam Silver's trying to get Zion in the playoffs. That has nothing to do with that. The way they did the schedule is the next eight games of teams <laughs> who were supposed to play. Yes. I don't know why people are saying that. It, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, it's every team's schedule is made under the same stipulation. Mm-hmm. All that means is they already played all the tough teams. Exactly. They, every team has to play every team a certain amount of times. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, they got lucky in the teams that they already played. I guess exactly. You want to say that? I mean, they still had to play those games regardless. I'll read out the schedule without Zion because he was hurt. So exactly, their schedule looks like the Jazz, the Clippers, Grizzlies, Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, Magic. So yeah, it's easy, but it's because they had a really like difficult beginning of the year. So. Like you said, it's fair. It's just funny to see everyone freak out because their schedule is it, – it looks a lot easier because it is a lot easier on paper. But it's easier for a reason. So Everybody wants sense. to get mad about something. It's because there's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> oh, there's literally nothing else. I'm trying to think here. Oh, man. The NBA is back. That's all of my Twitter feed right now. Just everyone getting hyped about the 3 o'clock games. They should be hyped. It's great that sports are back. The Red Sox played yesterday. Not a real game, but they were on. My dad was watching. He loves that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. hockey is supposed to come back shortly after the NBA. Things are starting to yeah. come back to be a little bit normal. 
amid uh, this whole virus. Another thing that came out yesterday, I don't think we talked about this yet, was the, the main court for the season. Yes. It has all the video boards and stuff around it. I think they did a great job with this because, um, you know, it's kind of awful to uh, have empty seats. It's a terrible look. I don't like the look at all. So having empty seats is not ideal. It yeah. Looks, it looks – as someone watching the game, it does not – it doesn't make me want to like. It, I don't know. It just takes away the fun for me. Mm. Really? So you like the way the court looks, but you don't like that they have seats. There are no seats. Oh, there are That's no the best seats. Part. I, thought, I thought you said there were seats. I was like, wait, what? I didn't see any seats. No, yeah, yeah, I think it looks. I think it looks sick. Just it looks so clean. They did a really good job of the arena and everything. I think it looks great. I think they added the the Black Lives Matter message really well. I think it didn't like not having like NBA logos and just having like the NBA logo as well as that message. It just looks really um just clean. I don't know what else to say. It just looks really nice. They did a really good good work with it. Uh, I wonder what they're gonna the do year. with the video boards in the game. Yeah, not to glaze over that or anything, but yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool that they did that, but like. They have like all these video boards. I wonder what they're gonna do. You, are they gonna project like there's fans there? Are they gonna, uh, like I don't know. There's so many yeah. different things they could do. Stats. I don't know. I don't know. There are a lot of options, like you said. If they had fans, that would be good. Uh, yeah, there's tons of options. I think you said it well. I don't. I have no idea what the NBA would want to do with it or what they could do with it, but. But yeah, you see, they're adding a timeout chair. I'm still confused yeah. as to what that timeout chairs. Like. So here's what I initially like. Yeah, thought, and then I realized what it actually is. I, I honestly didn't know what they were talking about for a while. But if you go to like, um, you go to college basketball games, they have like people come out with like all the chairs. Like they do exactly what the NBA is planning to do. Okay. Like if you go to like a. I, I my friend used to have tickets to the Friars, so we would go PC, and um, like we, I I always thought it was mad funny because you had these like kids like carrying the chairs, and they they they, uh, uh, what the hell would you go? They whip them like super aggressive, and they unfold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> so you'll get to see that in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty so it's exciting. just. They just bring the chairs on the court and then have the players gather around the coach or something? Yeah. Okay. I guess that makes sense. So they're away from the bench and all the people. But, yeah, I mean, sure. I don't really – I guess when I read it, I was just like, I don't really see the point of it. I personally – I'm like, oh, cool, man. Like, Extra precaution, I guess. Yeah, he's – I don't know. You see Tatum and Brown played one-on-one? I did. I saw that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Brown looks good. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a battle for forever, those two in practice. God. Everyone's like, oh, Tatum's the best player by far. Brown's not that much worse than Tatum. Like, obviously, he's not getting the same opportunity. Brown's a good player himself. I, I kind of yeah. like that he doesn't get the recognition. Probably yeah. keeps a chip it's on it. his shoulder. Exactly. And, you know, you don't want everyone getting all the recognition because then it gets irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, people start to want to see them fail more. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think it's great. Apparently, they don't play one on one much. Like I saw something about that, but but I, when they do, I can't can't imagine it's anything less than legendary. Because like those two going at it, so I feel like Celtics yeah. practice would be really fun to watch. I'm I'm really <laughs> happy all the guys get along really well. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, you never want your team to argue. Great point by me. Um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. In case, in case you didn't know, arguing teammates are not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, you don't want. I that. mean, hey, then again, Kobe and Shaq argued all the way through their championships, and they just, you know, they got dubs. Yes, so that does something. This isn't basketball, but I saw this. So uh, the MLB posted uh, a video. Uh, members of the San Francisco Giants kneel during the national anthem for Black Lives Matter, which is good. Like, I support the movement. And someone came back at them and goes, please stop posting things like this. Yes, black lives do indeed matter, but it's a polarizing topic. Keep politics out of baseball. And the MLB tweeted back, supporting human rights is not pol- is not political. <laughs> and just, like, collapsed back at everybody, like, talking shit to them. And I thought that was awesome. I do agree, but, like, I, I kind of do wish they would, you know, the games are about the games. <laughs> What now? Players can say, "I am all for you know the messages on the back of the jersey, Black Lives yeah. Matter being on the court, them saying what they want in interviews." But like, I don't know. I feel like sports are what we all use to escape from things like that. I, I, I mean, like, it, like we say, it is lives. You know, obviously, basic human rights and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it is different. But you know, like other times, like with the Kaepernick thing, like a few years ago, it's the same thing. Like it was taking a lot of focus off the game. I um, guess so. I I just always I don't see really as... know what the right answer is. Mm-hmm. I'm not like a. I don't know if I'm against it. I'm not against it. Against it. I don't really know what to say. But I it's it's just kind of like I I wish like games were about the games. If that makes sense. No, I, I understand what you're saying. I've always just I thought don't... of it as um like sports obviously have this huge platform. So the fact that they use it to promote these big issues i think it's good like i've always just seen it i think i think the nba is doing it right yeah if if you want me to that, that's probably the best way i can say it. i like that they are they have a message they are promoting it and they're incorporating it into the game they're not taking the focus off of the game that makes sense okay. i understand what you're saying players are yeah. speaking out in interviews they're gonna have to have the choice of what they want on the back of their jersey that can make a strong mm-hmm. message they have black lives matter on the court I think yeah. I don't. I just think the NBA is handling everything right now, a plus. Oh yeah, the, the NBA, NBA just, has been doing a job. spectacular job with all of the things going on, and you know what? I, I really don't get like mm-hmm. racist NBA fans. I did we talk about this yeah, before? We did, but go ahead again because preach it. I saw like obviously. a stat like seventy percent of like the players are black. Mm-hmm. Like if you're racist, pick another sport. Literally, like, what is like, your that's issue? That's the Why? worst sport you could ever like for you. Seriously, like, like, how are you racist? How are you like, a I, fan I of the NBA? I don't understand just... racism. Exactly, me either. Like, I don't go know what but goes then through. If you your are heart. racist, you pick the sport that has all the people you don't like. I just never understood it. Like, how can you just look at a person and be like, yeah, no, I don't like them. Whatever. You can talk to a person and be like, oh, I don't like them. It's yeah, different. Exactly. exactly. Like if I different. talk Like if I talk to you and you act like an asshole, obviously I'm not gonna like you. 
but just like from just looking at you, I'm not going to make my judgment off of who you are as a person. That just never, it never makes sense to me. I don't know. People just, people just need to change, man. It's just, uh, it's crazy. I always say to my mom, that. like, I don't understand racism. She'll be like, whoa, because you didn't grow up with it. My, my mom's not racist, by the way. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like, she grew up in an era where racism was a thing. Yeah. Her parents weren't racist, so she's not racist, and I'm that's not it, racist. That's how it works, though. If your parents were racist, like, in our in our parents' generation, if their parents were like that, then unfortunately those people grew up like that. But I feel like our generation is sort of changing that in a way, or at least not changing it, but taking the right steps, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't think we listen to our parents as much or are affected by their personal views. I think we think for ourselves a little more, if that makes sense. So, like, we know yeah. when to, like, know something is wrong. So I feel like that's the right first step. Obviously, nothing is changing overnight, but it's a, it's a good first step, at least, to take. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Something else I missed this year. We're going to go completely off, off the rails here because I'm on Twitter looking for topics to talk about. Uh, March Madness. The fact that March Madness wasn't a thing makes me so sad. It was a while ago, or it would have been because it's obviously March. But are you are you a fan of March Madness? Like, do you get into it? When I it like happens? March Madness. I'm not like a massive college basketball guy. Me neither. Yeah, I don't really follow it. So, like, when people talk about the draft and stuff, I just kind of I'm like, yeah, cool, man. Like, well, yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong guy. Um, no, yeah. But, you know, I just like making practice. Great time. There's basketball all, all day. You're in class. You have it streaming on your computer or whatever you're using, mm-hmm. um, watching the games and stuff. Um, you fill out your bracket with your friends. It's a good time. I, I like it. Yeah, no. I, I always. Or I would have made the tournament this year. So that would have been fun. Oh, that would have been so cool. I was always a big yeah, fan cool. of. Uh, Big fan of making the brackets, so I started a tournament. I did um I did show choir and chorus in high school, right? So, but all my buddies were into it, so I I made brackets. I printed them all out for everybody. I made everyone fill them out, and I had my chorus teacher make one. I had the band teacher make one, and we just like we put all put in five bucks, and it was just. I bet the band was, teacher was just absolutely sensational with the bracket. Like I bet he just nailed it. He actually or wasn't she. bad. It was kind of surprising. Is he? Is he? He actually wasn't terrible at it. It was, it was entertaining because he. I gave it to our chorus teacher as a joke because she just didn't watch any sports. But he was like, I knew he was like a football fan, and so he came up to he came up to us. He was like, I want one of those brackets. Here's five dollars, and he took it from me. I was like, Oh, okay. What a savage! I know it was so savage. Came in and said, I'm in. Literally, he took um, one bracket. He came back an hour later, filled out. <laughs> I had a good story about this. I don't remember what it was. Man. But March Madness, like, brings, like, a lot of people, like, to, I, I don't know, like, together. But, you know, like, everyone's kind of gets in on it, even if no, they don't yeah. like sports. It's such a big thing. A hundred percent. And even if you know nothing about March Madness, you can still fill out a bracket because it's so random. Like, you can just fill it out knowing that the one is better than the 16 and everything. So it's right. a little bit for everybody. I'm always terrible at it because I always end up overthinking the brackets and I just, like, get dumpstered. Always just terrible. Do a terrible job, but... Kind of the first time I did, I did really good, but like I lost. And like we did one of my one of my classes in eighth grade. Yeah. And like I didn't know anything about college basketball. I was a big NBA fan, but I didn't know anything about college. And I was mm-hmm. just doing it. And uh, 
Like, I almost won. I was pissed because like, we, we were going to get a basketball if we won and, like, a nice basketball. And I didn't have an indoor basketball at the Ooh. time. Yeah, so, yeah. So, like, I was kind of pissed that I lost. <laughs> I, was, I was really sad. Just because you got so close. And I lost still... on the last game. Trey Burke oh. screwed me. I picked Kansas. He beat Kansas. And oh. they lost in the final. Trey and if, Burke. He, if they had won, I would have won. But they lost. Trey Burke, man. He was a beast in college. Yep, and he's still pissing me off in the NBA. <laughs> I think he was on the Knicks or yeah, yeah on the Knicks last year. He lit up the Celtics, and I remember mm-hmm. I was I was livid. He's I like, hate oh. when the Celtics get lit up by like guys that have no business lighting them up. Yeah, he's on the Mavericks now, isn't he? He got signed for the restart. I'm like 99 percent sure he did because he was on the Sixers before, <clears throat> but then he was a free agent, and now he's on the Mavericks. Yeah, Dallas Mavericks. Fun fact, do you know the Dallas Mavericks have the best offensive rating in NBA history, like this season? NBA history? History, ever. It's kind of crazy. Their, their team isn't even that good. Luka's good. Porzingis is okay. Other than that, I mean, who do they really have? Like, it's an offensive weapon. Just efficiency-wise, they have Seth Curry, who's like the best three-point shooter ever hit based on percentages. I Tim guess Hardaway. Seth Curry is having himself a year. Yeah. Tim Seth Hardaway. Curry is kind of emerging, which is good for him. Poor Tim guy. Hardaway Jr. is averaging 16. Like, Dude, it's even worse because he has the same first letter of his name as Steph. Yeah. So people see S. Curry and like they think it's his brother probably all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, and I think he's books just... for things, like books yeah. for like ads and stuff, and like they think it's Steph. Oh, yeah. For sure. In, like, that must it, suck. It sounds like Steph, too. Like it's Seth. It sounds just yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Poor guy. I mean, he's having a good season, though. Like we said, he's he's playing well. So, speaking of Steph Curry, massive night for me in the two K league. Oh, really? I was down one zero in the playoffs. We played best of three. Yeah, won a quick two games last night. Moved on. Wow, that's clutch. No, nothing gets me like more like riled up in these friggin' leagues, though. For the kid I was playing was a friggin' prick. And so the kid I'm you, about to play is a prick. Who would you play? I played this kid, Joe. Same kid that had the Friars tickets. He's okay, a prick okay. to play against. <laughs> well, the other kid, Dylan, I he's the kid that made me like scream. Yep. And my dad had to tell me to shut up like the last time I played him in the playoffs. So it's hilarious. For those of you who don't know, Sam plays in these two K leagues and he drafts his like all time teams, is it this time? And they Yeah, uh, we, we draft out of like we have a there's like a roster on the Xbox that has like all the best players in their primes, and we all we go on a spreadsheet draft, make the teams. It's a good time. Um, Jack, I, I did mention it. I'm not gonna get your hopes up or anything, but like there wasn't a lot of opposition the last time I brought up you joining the league, since you've been in parties with us, and done hey, streams yeah. and things. I'd love to join. I think it'd be fun, but obviously, if they don't, like I understand you guys are friends yeah. and you've been friends. We're so. in the playoffs. If uh, yeah, what's it called? Once we finish, what we Thinking about doing a new draft, so yeah, I'll no. push for it. Because we have seven people right now. If we had eight, it would be perfect. Yeah, I'm very down. I think it'd be a fun time. So keep me keep me updated. Also, for those of you guys listening, uh, I do stream or we stream at, under Bannertown Jack on Twitch. Last stream was uh, fucking brutal. Continue though. Oh yeah, uh, no. I interrupt you giving the information to watch the streams. <laughs> uh, we stream uh, when Sam's there. We play. Uh, NBA 2K, and we answer NBA questions in the chat. Or if there's ever NBA questions in the chat, we answer them. So feel free to check in there. 
you can type in the chat. We'll answer answer all your questions. Type in the live. chat. Talk shit. That's when it's the best. Don't ask yeah. us questions. Just talk <laughs> shit. Yeah, just tell us for trash. That's what they were doing last time. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. My friends were in there telling Jack he was racist, even though Jack's not racist. If you're listening, not. he's not racist. I swear. <laughs> um, I am not. Yeah, it's a really good time. Unless uh, we play sweats like last time, then oh what? even though I'm a sweat, but like when you play, we played like real sweats. Yeah, like we try hard. There's a difference between trying really hard and sweating. If you guys play video games, you know that. Like you can try really hard to win a game and like play the right way versus like sweating is like when you cheese the game, like you do all the little glitches and everything that like, oh, I'm going to spam X in the pass lane. Like, bruh, get a life, like play the game normally. Like you can try to win. You can play the game, but don't don't like sweat. Ugh. Like trying hard and being a try hard are very different things. And if you play if you play video games, you know that. Am I right in saying that, Sam? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, ugh. Uh, speak. Uh, th- that being said, I'm I'm down to play 2K sometime soon again. So <laughs> it's addicting. It's addicting for sure. Yeah, I still need to grind my badges on that uh, shooter I got. I've been slacking. I've been slacking, but. Oh man, but yeah, Sam. I don't think we ever asked you this. What's your coolest piece of Celtics memorabilia? We're, we always ask our guests. Well, what's yours? You got I anything? I have the. Uh, I went to the Paul Pierce. Uh, oh yes, last game, you did say this. Yeah, and I have the poster still, mm-hmm. and I have um, like they gave headbands to everybody, so I still have one yeah. of those too. That's sick. I have a ticket stub. I have a collection of when you go to the Celtics games and like the, they give you like the the program or the poster for the night. I have like a yeah. collection of those. I think I have twenty something of them. That's dope. I, I keep them every time I go to the games. I don't so think I have. Time. I don't think I have any cool memorabilia. I just have all my jerseys. I want to make like a wallpaper out of them one day. That'd be fresh. That'd be like a background so cool. if like I podcast or stream or whatever. That'd be no, cool. yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh, man. We can start to wrap this up, though. I feel like there hasn't been much to talk about lately. But next time, guys, next time we got a cool show. And then after that, there's going to be basketball. So we'll be back with all the info, back to, like, what we were before all this virus hit. Yeah, back to it's going to be super basketball. exciting. If you're listening, tune in Friday. We need to start hyping up Friday, too. We need to start, like, promoting it. Yeah, Friday's going to be a good one, guys. We got a special show. We're going to be telling you more as the week goes on. I guess it's two days away, so... I guess there's not much more to go, but um, yeah, it's going to be a few guests on the show. I'll say that it's going to be super fun, super fun to listen to. I hope you guys enjoy it. Yeah, so. it'll be a good time. I'll be telling you um, more once we figure it out, but, but yeah. Later today, uh, Liverpool will be getting the Premier League trophy. Uh, <laughs> in case anybody was curious about that. Uh, first time in 30 years. Wow, really? Yep. That's crazy. Uh, but yeah, you can follow me at Bannertown Jack. You can follow Sam at Parquet Press on Twitter. And I'll let Sam take over the outro. So go ahead. Yeah, we're done talking for today. Thanks for listening. This has been From the Rafters. Follow both of us on Twitter. And Liverpool won the league. We're out of here.